Alright, Talented Six Podcast, Full Effect. Yo, 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 yo. Got Will Warren in the house. Rose. I should make Rose run point, but you know. Nah. <laughs> when it comes to podcasts, stick your ass in the post. Man. <laughs> do your thing, do your thing. Okay, we're working on episode number 12. Um, appreciate everybody that's been listening so far. I want to give a big shout out to University of Mount Union for having us for the Not Another Statistic Conference back on November the 5th down in Alliance, Ohio. We had a really good time. Um, we didn't get a chance to write a recap or anything, but you can check out the pictures and a little clip of video uh, on our Facebook page, The Talented Six. Check us out on Twitter and Instagram, The Talented Six, talented6.com. So I just want to say thank you. Thank you to all the folk from BW that were there. Hopefully we'll be able to get out there pretty soon. Um, let's dive right into this, shall we? Yes, sir. So my mom got married this weekend. And how was that? Oh, my God. It was It was lovely. Um, so my mother, ever since my mother got divorced from my father when she was four, she's always wanted to be married again. When she was what? When I was four. Oh, when you were four. When okay. I was four. She wanted, she's always wanted to get married again. You know, everybody needs a mulligan if it don't work out. <laughs> and, you know, Did she, you like the guy? I love him. I love oh. her. I love my stepfather to death. Um, he's a, he's been a great guy since the moment I met him. Which How many is, years in the work? Like two. Oh, okay. This has been a really quick process. Okay. Like, from meeting him, I think I met him Thanksgiving of 2014, and they just got married. They literally got married, like, two years later. Oh, okay. Like, almost to the date of when they met two years ago. That's pretty tight. But it's cool, because now, I grew up as an only child. I got one blood. I got really one blood relative my age, my little cousin. Uh-huh. And so now, we got this big old blended family, <laughs> which is cool, because... The family I'm in now with my girl, my stepdaughter, my daughter is a blended family. So right, now right, it's almost right. like, you know, everybody can relate. It's just cool now with all these different siblings. And the concept of the blended family now is like a big deal. So what? Wait, what's your scenario now? Like how many kids does he bring into the picture? So he has four children. He okay. has three daughters okay. and one son. Our age? His daughter is our age. She actually went to school with my girlfriend, went to high school with my girlfriend. The the other daughters are one of his daughters is actually his niece that he raised um, because her parents weren't in her life, so he considers her his daughter. So, so none of the chicks is tight, you know what I mean? Like they ain't mad at your mama for getting married with their daddy. I'm not gonna lie, one of the daughters' moms looked at my mama kind of funny when she yeah. went to prom. <laughs> but other than that, that's cool. He he's been married twice before. Oh, okay. His so. first wife passed away; she had cancer. Ooh, okay. And then the second wife, just things didn't work out. She was, you know, doing what she was doing. He was trying to hold everything down with the kids. Yeah. So he's hoping third time's a charm. Obviously, second time for her. So you know, it's 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 not like you know, one of them is just bringing like this extra truckload of baggage. There's some grown ass people anyway. It's some grown shit. I mean, there's there's nothing more sweeter and more beautiful looking than old people getting married. Like this, yeah. is, this is the second old person wedding I went to. Really? I went to one when I was a teenager for my church, and these two, like, 65-year-old people got married. 65? Yes. That's the way I'm getting married at 65. Deacon Charles and Sister well, Cora Woodson. My parents got married. When did my parents get married? I guess I'm part of I guess I'm a blended family, too. I never thought about it that That's way. That's why I wanted to bring it up. Because okay. now we can relate with our blends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So sure. tell, tell me about your, your blended situation. Well, my, my, shit, my family is... Fucked up. <laughs> it is. So I got a I got an older sister uh-huh. and I got a younger brother. They both have the same mothers. Okay. Wait. Okay. 
You got an older older sister, sister, younger brother. They got the same mama. So we all got the same daddies. You just got a different mama. Yes. My dad was a uh, was a your, he was out here. He's still dad, out here. Your dad was a not my a dad, rolling stone. He was a rocking and rolling stone. Yeah, my stone. dad's still out here moving like that. And my parents just got married ten years ago. So I the earliest childhood memory I have of my dad is like when I was like twelve or eleven or something like that. So I don't I don't have no vivid memories of my dad when I was four and five. Uh-huh. Like, I know he would come around and he would hold my mom down financially, but I just, I mean, I just don't have those childhood memories. So, so when we, when my parents got back together when I was 12 or 13, however old I was, it was, to me, it was like, like, fuck this nigga. Type <laughs> you know, like. I, I can't, I can't imagine being a man and laying down with a woman and making a baby, making a baby with another woman, not too far, not too far afterwards. And then going back to the well and making one no, more. One. Yeah, yeah, and it's a, it's an eight year difference between me and my brother. So me and my sister one year apart, right? And me and my little brother we eight years apart. So my little brother actually grew up with me in the same household from when he was like six. So me and my little brother are tight. Me and my sister, we're, we're good, but we didn't grow up in the same house, so it's not the traditional brother sister relationship. So your mom didn't have a problem with being in the same household as a child that wasn't hers. No, I wouldn't say that. At first, at, I, I don't think I think everybody had issues at first, right? Just because it wasn't clear. But my mom, my mom treats my little brother like, uh, like her, like her, like a like her child. I would say, um, but my brother doesn't call her mom. Like he calls her Susie, mm-hmm. and my mom calls her calls him Max or whatever. So I mean, it was a weird situation growing up and having to explain so, it. I got best friends. I got best friends. Who don't know I got a big sister Like they'll be shocked Just because we didn't grow up It's not like we're keeping a secret But it's just like We didn't grow up with each other So some people just don't know And the funny thing is I went to high school With your big sister My sister yeah And I didn't know She had any siblings yeah. I mean I wasn't that I, I, I wasn't close with her yeah, at all she has another but, She has a big brother <laughs> She has a big brother That she's super tight with mm-hmm. So I know man it, it's, it's, it's hard When I was growing up I had a lot of um, when I was like 13, 14, I had a lot of like anger towards my father. Like we would fight, like throw hands, like get down on the ground and maul. And I would just be, I would be angry that he was in my life. To be honest, not that he was, uh, that that is separated, but I was angry that he just decided to come back and try to be man of the household when I felt like it was my household already. Right. You know, I I I probably would have felt the same way if my father would have came back into my life. Once my father got divorced from my mom, he was a drug addict. Once he got clean. Took him about ten years to get clean. Once he got clean, he was like, "Well, I've done enough damage. I'm gonna just stay over here." Yeah. But my my cousin. But when you a kid, what? can you understand that? See, when you a kid, you can't understand. Yeah, no, you can't. So you can't but understand you, none of that. But as you kid. grow, but yeah, but as you grow older, you kind of understand things. Like as I got into my my twenties and I became a man and I started moving out here with chicks and stuff, I understood how my dad got caught up. Like he had a lot of money. Uh huh. You know, I just I can see how he got caught up. In, Good looking in guy. Shit. Yeah. Y'all like, see Rose's dad? Man, <laughs> I think it like a black Dean Martin. <laughs> I can see how he got caught up. He's smooth as heck. But yeah. no, I mean, I felt the same way. The first time I got a girl pregnant, I totally like I reverted back to what my father did and how my father how my father must have felt. When yeah. it happened, yeah, see, because if he wasn't ready, because yeah. I know I sure wasn't ready. He was like in over your head. Type I was just shit. like, it was almost like a <laughs> like you ain't ju- you 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 not justifying it, but you kind of gain an you understanding. Get you get yeah. it as a man, but not no as a as a grown man, you kind of you understand. Now I feel like if I was a if I was a girl and I was in that situation, 
I probably wouldn't. But man to man, I, I kind of got it. I felt like I felt like that Mr. Crab meme for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, I, but I told I told I kind of totally understood why and the concept of what was going on. So that's but, cool though. You got a got a nice blended family now. It's and not, right now, like when we do Thanksgivings and Christmases, it's weird because everybody had like ain't shit happened in the past, and everybody. Right. I mean, nice to each other. I think that's the great thing about blended families. At the end of the day, man, it's all about love. We're gonna be stuck together regardless. These kids ain't asked to be here, so we just gonna hold it down. Right. And uh, if anybody, you know what I'm saying, shouldn't be no problems, you know, unless somebody adds more blending to the situation. <laughs> it was a tight wedding. It was a nice small wedding. I wish my mother and my stepfather nothing but the best. It's just kind of cool calling somebody my stepfather. I call mm. him Pop Pop. Pop Pop. Yeah, call him Pop Pop. That's real questionable, man. Grown ass man calling another man pop pop. Look, nigga, I ain't said the word dad <laughs> in about twenty five years. Well, you might as well call that nigga daddy. Pop, I, ain't said, pop. I ain't called a nigga dad in a long time, bro. I'm excited about this. No, that's great though. So I feel like I feel like are we are we obligated to touch on the election? No, nah, we don't really have to, man. You know, shit, kind of sad and depressing. I just I just wanted to touch on this one topic because I seen this on Facebook. Facebook friend of mine put this out there, and it was like this real big, real big argument back and forth between a bunch of people in the comment section about the notion of Trump being racist before he became a presidential candidate and the media getting a hold of his quote-unquote racist ways. You feel like... Do do I think he's racist? Yeah. Do you feel like he's racist? And if he isn't, what exactly do we call him? Uh, You can call him a smug, arrogant, rich motherfucker. Right. That's what I I think he's more like that. But I mean... Like is he like a hardcore racist like KKK? I don't think so, but I mean I think more people want to call him a bigot. I think the more the more accurate thing that he is is a xenophobe. Okay, you gonna have to break that down for me. What is oh, that? ain't nothing. But it's real simple. It's it's having a strong dislike or a strong hate for people from another country. Oh. His xenophobia is well documented. Yeah. Nigga tried to accuse the president of not being who he is. Yeah, that's I mean and, and, and he's just he's just an opportunist. You got to be a dumb motherfucker to confuse a mixed nigga with African. <laughs> but I mean, I don't know, man. It's just it's crazy. Do you think that we should be what should we be worried about in our day-to-day life? The day-to-day life. Um like we just we just regular dudes. You know, you know, we ain't got a whole, we know, we ain't got a whole bunch of money, property, and stuff. But what should be, what maybe, should we maybe be I'm out tripping, there maybe I'm tripping, but you know, like white people got a little more pep in their step now. You know, they feel <laughs> like they got, um, <laughs> they got a lot, a little bit more duck in their yeah, walk. like they got they, like <laughs> they got they swag back. They now, come you know like, how you like that, motherfucker? <laughs> yeah, but I think what people underestimating is like when these protests and Black Lives Matter protests go on, I think people are underestimating. The benefit of having Obama on your side, like you know, like the police weren't going all out crazy all the way to me. But now that they got Trump in there, I think they're going to be a little bit more arrogant, a little more forceful, a little more aggressive with with us, um, with all my m- minorities probably. So I think they're gonna you're gonna see like th- their their true colors kind of really come out. Yeah, that's a good point. I was listening to This American Life's uh, podcast after the election, and they. T- they like talked to two cops, and the cops felt like that under Obama, their authority was challenged and questioned. Yeah, but I thought it, I thought it had less to do with Obama, and 
I thought it had less to do with Obama and more to do with um, what was going on in the climate at the time with, you know, cops murdering niggas in the street. You think so? I don't think that had, I mean, I don't think that had anything to do with the, with the federal government. The federal government doesn't control whether or not you have the ability or the right to, you know what I'm saying, yeah. to, to kill somebody dead in the street and say, my, my, I was fearful for my life. Yeah, especially if you got like the police union chief on your side and all of that, because like the Cleveland police chief union guy or whatever. Yeah. You, man, he off the hook. He just as bad as Trump. So. Exactly. He a big Trump supporter in the largest city in a county that's voted that's, that's historically always voted Democrat. So it doesn't really matter. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I don't know. I think the biggest thing, the, the Supreme Court just scares the shit out of me. Like, the fact that he can yeah. throw two conservatives up there and that can, like, affect us for 40 years from now. Right. It's crazy to me, so. Nah, but um, we're going to see we gonna see what happens, man. Don't be scared. Don't be scared. I ain't, I ain't scared of no, no orange nigga. <laughs> I ain't never been scared of no orange motherfucker. <laughs> All right. Let's get to the important shit. Uh-oh. NBA talk. Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. So, Cash played last night, lost to the Pacers, rested Brian 11 games in. You cool with that? Yes. That's <laughs> that nigga all day, man. I wouldn't be mad if he took three games off a month. Like, we playing for ships at this point. Like, we don't need regular season wins. To be honest, I thought the Cavs would win like 55 games this year. They're on pace to almost, you know, they're on pace to crack 60, so. And do we really see anybody challenge us in the East? You know, the, the Celtics came in with a lot of hype, but they're, like, struggling to be 500 right, right. now. Right, and they've had a lot of injuries early yeah, on. That's true, Crowder that's true. out, Horford that's out. True. Yeah, that's um, true. And then they've also probably had a couple of chemistry issues, missing guys. Yeah, uh, but, we, but what we got now on them, we got a five-game head start on them now. So, I yeah. mean, number one is looking pretty secure, especially with Toronto. They just got two losses in a row. Right, they just got beat by the Warriors last night on Drake night. But speaking of Toronto... The Rosen. Man. I tried to tell y'all. Listen, y'all, I hate giving Gabe props. I never want to give Gabe props ever in life because Gabe is wrong on everything. But he hit the nail <laughs> on the head. <laughs> he hit the nail on the head with DeRozan probably being the best two in the league. Definitely. At least playing like the best two in the league. I think Harden is the best two. Harden is the best two by far. Harden starts at two, but that he ain't a two to me. He handled the ball. He handled the ball too much to be a two. I, nah, man. He the, he, the, he the best two, but DeRozan is making the case to be the second best two, I think. He's challenging Clay right now, at least. He putting he putting it up. He killing it from the mid range. He's oh decent from the three point line. Super athletic. Man, what's wrong with Clay? Um, I think Clay is just out of rhythm. I think it's just a a matter of getting used to spots on the floor and knowing when you're gonna get your shot and when you're not. Like I think having three different niggas bring the ball up can kind of fuck up the flow. Cause like mm-hmm. when Draymond is pushing the ball, he in full speed tilt. Right. But you know he's not really looking for a layup. You know he's looking for that kick out every time. Mm-hmm. Whether it's wing or corner, he's looking for that kick out. With Steph, everybody on high alert. So you know it's going to be shots come from that. But with Durant, it's like, damn, you know he's hunting for shot first, but you still need to be ready. So the anticipation is off. Like, you can't, you can't get into rhythm all the way until you play with him for more than 11 games. That's true because on paper it looked really good because everybody thought, well, you know, where is the defense going to focus its attention? Yeah. You have to have a really good defense in order to shift your attention from ball handler to ball handler. Yeah. And if you're shifting it from Steph to Durant, somebody's going to get left open 
and for for a wide open shot. Right. That's Ben Clay Thompson. But he can't knock it down. Yeah, he ain't been hitting lately. Like, and then and then Ben was talking about you know no excuses. He missed five in a row the other night. Yeah, part of that is yeah you gotta you gotta hold yourself accountable. You gotta hit them shots. If, you do. If they open, you gotta hit. You supposed to be a world class shooter or one of the best shooters of all time. You gotta hit that shot. So. Definitely. He, he, man, he had like a little bitch sometimes, too. He out there pouting a little bit. <laughs> drinking beers in the post game. Yeah, so. Not drinking beers, drinking Coors Light, man. Play <laughs> Thompson got meals, bro. He can't afford Coors. You the type of nigga that will to get a meal and still drink Natty Light, though. So, you, I mean, you can't really talk about him. <laughs> so, I came up, man. Once you stuck in your way, you Clay Thompson lived a privileged life. He had an NBA daddy. I ain't had no daddy. That's true, too. <laughs> I was led to the natty light, man. That nigga probably been drinking IPAs since, you know, 12. You know how I mean? white kids be drinking extra early and shit. Yo, yo, man. Another big question mark besides Clay has been Minnesota. Like, what's up with Minnesota, man? They don't defend. You that's Minnesota's so? big, that's biggest, one of the big, biggest problem. They don't defend. They score, they, they, they can score in bunches. Mm-hmm. They have the ability to score in bunches. But on the other <laughs> end, they just don't defend, man. And I don't know if you read, I read an article on Deadspin the other day. Ricky Rubio is fed the fuck up. Like he, fed up, ready to bounce. Or no, like, like fed up with like he's like, look, basically, we he basically said Rubio defend. Yeah, I mean that's that's one of his calling cards. Is he defends. He actually yeah. he's up there and steals all yeah. the time when he's healthy. He basically said in less words, we're better, we're way better than this, and I don't under, and we know why we're not playing better, and we need to fix it. They just they just they don't defend. They they give they give up. Oh man, they they give up something crazy in the triple digits. Really. Yeah, I think they've given up a hundred in almost all the games they played this year. Yeah, and Thibodeau supposed to be a defensive coach, but I mean it's only eleven games. People and they're killing them. I think And they got guys who are natural defenders. Levine, Wiggins, Towns Rim Protection. See De- like, uh Gorgie Jane, Rubio. Yeah, 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 they do got the guys. Like Levine is the only questionable defender on the court for them. But he's got the athleticism where he should be locking down. But I mean, they're as, they're as long as any other team in the league, not named Milwaukee. So I don't understand how the ball gets into the hoop. One of the things is, I don't know, I watch, I've watched two games in Minnesota so far. Don't get back. Yeah, and Thibodeau run a, a complex defensive scheme. It ain't just like go out there and guard your man. It's like um, the help is different. They like to the ice down to one baseline mm-hmm. and all this special I mean, stuff. Yeah, I mean you saw it. You saw it in Chicago. You know how Tibbs does. He has the, the he has the bigs stand back on picks. Yep. I don't think Towns Towns isn't used to that because he's used to the Coach Cal way of hedging hard, get down, yep. getting out there, getting down, or taking the switch, a la Tristan Thompson, and mm-hmm. guarding that guy because he's quick enough and he's got long arms and he you know he has the will. He's yeah. a will and skill guy, like Jalen Rose would say. But getting used to that. Tibbs defense of staying back, I think now all of a sudden your paint is kind of your, your paint is exposed. Yeah. Or not your paint is exposed, your middle area is exposed because your paint is gonna be protected and you playing you playing in a you playing in the NBA now where nobody's afraid to launch it. Yeah, so if you letting true. them launch it and they're hitting, yeah, all it's gonna do is open up the middle. Day. It's, it's gonna open up the middle. So that's why they're that's why they're giving up so many points. So I was actually gonna say, man. Uh, with Minnesota, we seeing Wiggins coming into his own. Yeah, what forty seven the other day. Yeah, one forty one, forty seven, something like so that. So at this point in time, Rubio's got a really favorable contract. I think he's coming up on one or two years left. They look to move him. So hold okay, on okay. To him. okay, so like if they really want to push for the playoffs, 
They cannot go to the playoffs with a rookie point guard. People just don't do that. Can't. So you can't go to the playoffs with a rookie point Definitely guard. Definitely not Chris turnover done. But at some point, if they think that they're not going to make the playoffs, I think they should move them, especially if it's like glaring obvious what piece they need. If the, it's like obvious that they, they need a center or a power forward, they should move Rubio. Because, I mean, uh, what's the rookie's name? Chris Dunn. Dunn. He's he's going to be the future point guard at some point, hopefully. Right. But but if they if they're if they're still in it for the eighth seed, I think they got to keep Rubio and push for it because they need to get in the playoffs. I that experience. I think that they'll judge it probably around Christmas time or around January. That's the best year. Around January to judge it, and if they're not contending for eight, seven, six, they should move them and they should just play for the lottery because the draft coming up is deep. Yeah, it's fire. Deep. Yep. And it's and it's and it's and it's deep in the and it's deep in the backcourt. Yeah, I was gonna say the guards. Yeah, they uh, got uh, uh. You got you got the you got Markel. What's his name from Washington? You got Dennis Smith out of North Carolina. De'Aaron Fox. De'Aaron Fox from Kentucky. You yep. got uh, the Monk brother from Kentucky. Yeah, Josh Jackson. He played shooting guard small forward. Yeah. He a dog. Exactly. You got yep. Kansas. You got um. You got a lot of. You got a lot of. You got so much talent that you could be in the back half. You can be the back half of the lottery. In the mid in the in the mid teens, yeah. and still get you. You gonna catch some talent, yeah. Like get uh, you the dude from Cali, uh, Rab. Like he Rab. played, yeah, power forward or center. Don't like, forget, don't forget them dudes out of uh, was it Giles and Tatum? Yeah. Oh yeah, Giles, yeah, Giles supposed to be the shit. Yeah, he's supposed to be the number one pick. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Jason Tatum, Gatorade Player of the Year. So it wouldn't be the worst thing if they didn't make the. Uh, nah, I mean, I mean, it's a it's a it's a lot of talent up for grabs, man. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, let's see. Other NBA news. Phil Jackson. Okay, okay. <laughs> we talked about this the other day. We did. You wrote a post on it. I did. When you before you wrote the post, I agree with you that Brian was being kind of sensitive. And after you wrote the post, you bought into the manufactured controversy. I saw. I saw the interview with Brian. You motherfucker. He, he made one point. He made one point. Like, uh, if he's saying that in an interview, it's no telling what they saying behind his back. And I was like, this nigga is right. Like, Phil Jackson is calculating everything he does. He's a little slick motherfucker. He is. And he purposely said posse. And if he's saying posse out loud, then uh, in the back rooms, he's probably saying all types of crazy shit. And you gotta believe that these old white men feel some type of way about Rich Paul, Mav, and LeBron fucking the game up. <laughs> fucking do. it up. They niggas max contracts they out do. here that don't have no business getting max contracts. Like I said in the article, man. In the sports business world, LeBron James and uh, LeBron, Mav, Rich, Randy all got hella backlash when he decided to let those guys handle his business affairs. Right. I mean, he had well, he had more than well qualified agents, a more than well qualified team. I mean, you were facing Nike. Nike ain't gonna let you fail. Yeah, but Leon Rose and them kind of groomed these dudes to become agents, so they knew what was coming. They do. I mean, you know, these are, these are these are black dudes looking out for other black dudes. What you right. expect them to do? Right. right. Same thing with uh, what's his, what's my man's name? Fred Nance. Yeah. You know, yeah. he was part of this team early on. Yep. He still and shot uh, caller. yeah, you know, and uh, they they did groom these guys. I I thought it was the most ambitious thing in the world, and I mean, for Rich Paul barely graduated high school. Not a, <laughs> not a, not a nigga manage not a nigga manages you know manages a top pick in last year's draft. Yeah, you know, and he's taking care of and he's taking care of his affairs, and I respect it more than anything in the world. It's just <clears throat> it ain't like it ain't like Phil the only one that thinks that way. You telling me Pat Riley don't think that way? You telling me that 
uh, Dan Gilbert didn't think that way. When the whole decision happened, you telling me that Dan Gilbert wasn't at home uh, typing in Comic Sans on Word, calling <laughs> LeBron everything but a child of God? Of course. All, and you think Pat Riley wasn't doing the same thing when he went back to Cleveland in 2014? <laughs> Phil Jackson just got the white, hairy, gray balls to say it. <laughs> right. So, I mean, but that's wrong, right? Like... It's that's not, fucked up that he said it. No, it's not wrong. They don't respect them, man. It's not wrong. It's not. It's not wrong. It's not wrong of me to think that the guys that you got with you don't need the special treatment, and they're just with, and they're and they're with you, and they're relevant because you're relevant. It's like this. Let me put it to you like this. So you know how you know how like old school grandmas call your girlfriend and they meet your little friend or old school moms. My my mother's always called all my girlfriends hey, your, your little, little friend. friend. Yeah. Right. That's disrespectful. Uh, but, you uh, come but, in there with your wife. Oh, that's your little friend, huh? That's, your little, that's, that's not but, that's but, my that's but, my wife, my wife, <laughs> wife is wife is different. She's that's, not, that's what Brian is saying. These these ain't my niggas. These is my business partners that just happen to be my niggas. <laughs> come on man, you can't you can't you can't burn it at both ends, man. It's not look Phil Jackson is an old, out of touch white man that grew up in the fifties and sixties. He grew up in Montana. Man, come on, come on. He not. It ain't a nigga. It ain't a nigga for miles in Montana. He not out of touch, dude. He the fucking Zen master, and he trying to Zen some shit up. Look, man, and, and he, then, just, he, he just he, he just he was going to bat. School. He was going to bat for Pat Riley, and that backfired on his ass because they forgetting that Rich Paul and them got strong influence now. They had the number one pick from last year, like. If Rich Paul was like, don't nobody touch New York, don't go there in free agency, it's going to happen. Nobody going to go there. They fucking with the wrong niggas at this point. I'm not disagreeing. I'm not disagreeing with that. They don't. Def- they definitely don't want to go to war with them because they're, 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 they got they're, influential. they're influential. They're influential and they're tastemakers. You know right. what I'm saying? Yep. They, uh, they, yep. Push the, they push the culture. Yep. I'm just saying... Phil Jackson had every right to say what he said. It ain't racist. It, ain't, it might be wrong, but we're not arguing right and wrong. Yeah, and and, and I, I do agree. Brown was sensitive as fuck for saying I didn't lost all respect for him. Come on, bro, you ain't lose all respect. Man, 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 shot back. Man, man, have to get get on get on Twitter and reference Sean Carter and some bumbled ass, terribly tw- terribly type tweet. Come on, man. I thought that was a badass quote. I was like, he could have came with a better quote than that. That was a terrible quote. It was yeah. a terrible quote and it was, a, it was terrible typing. Yeah, man. But I, I'm glad I'm glad they stuck up for, for themselves. I wish Brian Hoas just didn't go like all the way bitch mode on him, though. Yeah, like I ain't got no respect for him. Zero. I had respect for him. Come on, man. You still respect <laughs> Phil Jackson. You a you a you a you a basketball purist, LeBron. Yeah. You ain't got no choice but to respect yeah, Phil Jackson. You sound like a little girl. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This ain't like uh Red Auerbach you know, came out of Red Auerbach was calling uh Bill Russell everything but a child of God. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This is an old it's an old white man calling you and your crew what it is. It's your crew. To him. Yeah. At the end of the day it's your crew. Just yeah. like to your grandma, your wife still might be your little friend. No, nah, man, but they they got to show more respect. They need to fall in line. They demanded though. They demanded that respect. Yeah. But you know, like like we both know, you ain't always gonna get it from the older folk, no matter no matter what you do. Yeah. Old niggas just stuck That's in their ways. That's true. They just stuck, man. You excited for Thanksgiving? Uh, um, yes. Who's cooking? Who's cooking? Everybody. Hey, <laughs> I am here. I got like three, four houses to hit. That, like, I'm excited about the food, but I hate having to hit so many damn houses. That's the only thing I don't like, especially because, you know, I like to watch football after I'm done eating, and I'll be so tired, and I got to drive, and you got the heat on, and heat makes you sleepy. Yeah. I don't want to end up in a ditch. <laughs> gone, 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 off a, gone off a plate. You know yep. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I got to head 
my my aunt's house. That's that's one house. of the downsides of having a blended family. Now <laughs> we gotta do everything. Kids love blended families. They get nothing but fucking gifts. Yeah, that's gifts true. on deck. Yep. Did you see the uh, the video with the with the grandma in church? The yam. <laughs> <laughs> you name it. <laughs> That shit was crazy. Man, that shit was fucking hilarious, man. I, I laughed real hard because I've probably actually seen something like that in my days in church. Yeah, Speaking of church, man, I want us all, all of us, we're going to work on this collaborative piece about church. We're going to work on it together because all of us got a great church story. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you this got, is news to me. When did you come up with this? Me and Ron was chopping about it. Oh, we were okay. chopping about it. And I, I want, initially it was just going to be me and him. We were going to say, fuck y'all niggas. Yeah. <laughs> but we, of course, we got we to gotta include y'all. You know, Ben and Gabe's uh, dad, God rest his soul, is a minister. Right. We've all grown up in church. We all got church experiences. Right, right, you know, right. Even Al's heathen ass. Al went to Catholic school his whole life. Yeah. He just got saved. Yeah, 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 <laughs> so we're gonna uh, we're gonna knock that out soon. Breaking news. Breaking talents to six news. But uh, are you guys gonna do any Black Friday shopping? Get your eye on anything? Nah. Other my wife would get out there and uh, she would hang with the big dogs. But I never do that shit. The uh, Cyber Monday now is almost a bigger deal than the uh, Black Friday. You know, it's a better deal than Black Friday. Showing up. Actually, probably showing up after the first of the year. Cause everything, oh, after Christmas? <laughs> after Christmas. Yeah, Cause every, man. Because everything... Cause look, I, I just can't get away with that shit. Look, my nigga, let me, let me break it down to you. I used to work at Target. I worked Black Friday, and I worked the day before Christmas, uh-huh. and I worked after New Year's. And this is how this shit works. We keep, a, we keep a bunch of shit in the back because we know that people are going to buy everything off the floor. Off the right, okay. But... What ends up happening is that we usually had too much shit because the numbers for Black Friday and, and uh, Thanksgiving shopping have do- have gone down significantly. Cyber Monday. That's why a lot of stores ain't staying open. But Cyber Monday ain't got nothing to do with us. That's you know what I'm saying. Target Target got distribution centers all over the place they can ship shit out to. All right. So you can actually get you a same deal, a better deal if you just wait out all the craziness. I wish I could, man. My wife would kill me. Got my eye on a sound bar. I want a Bluetooth sound bar for the TV. I had to get two new TVs this year. And, uh, you have to? Can I have the old ones? No, I don't. I got to get one that for the downstairs, and I got to get one for the upstairs. But this was, So I'm looking out for the deals for the TVs. That's, that's mainly It's going to be real, man. What's your favorite Thanksgiving food? Uh, Stuffing. What's your ideal Thanksgiving plate? What, is your, what does your plate consist of? <sighs> See now, if, if I'm high, <laughs> now if I'm high, I need I need the turkey, I need the greens, and I need the I don't want the greens drained. I want the greens to come in on the plate wet. I like my so greens can, wet, bro. Yeah, so it can come in and wet everything else. Yes, I, I want the stuffing. Uh, I don't do yams. Um, what? I do ham a little bit, but then to top it off, I need that sweet potato pie. I gotta have that damn sweet potato pie. And, and everything is good from there. I can eat a whole pie by myself. Man, I'm going to attempt to make a pecan pie. My uncle, Why? Norm, my uncle, Why are you attempting to cook a pecan pie? First of all, I'm a, I'm a learning nigga. I got two degrees. I can cook. <laughs> I, I, I should be able to read a fucking recipe. My uncle normally makes it, but my uncle done got tired of making it because he makes every he makes almost everything else in my aunt's house. Oh, okay. So I told him I was going to make it this year. So. Uh, my plate has some of the same. It includes yams. I don't know what the fuck you got against yams. Hey, my auntie make the chicken. best yams. She put like marshmallows, brown sugar, apples in it, man. So at y'all family, everybody brings a plate. Nah, well, what I mean not a plate, but I mean a dish. Th- no, nah, this is what happens. So my aunt, my aunt, and my step uncle, they host Thanksgiving at their house, and they'll cook. We'll probably bring uh maybe a drink or a dessert. Like my grandma will bring her pound cake. My mom will bring, you know, dessert and some pies. And then right. my pies are already there. 
Uh, the same thing with Christmas. Christmas is at my mother and at my stepfather's house. So they'll cook all the majority meals. People just might bring, hey, bring a bring a dessert. Or my mother might my mother might say she she likes the way my aunt cook greens. So she'll have my aunt bring greens. Bring to greens. Both. Okay. So my mom. This so this is for far as the blended family. This is the family I grew up with. My last name is Rosenthal. I don't have my daddy's last name. So for the Rosenthal side of my family, my mom has seven brothers and sisters. So shit. So all of them. You know, they bring a dish to my grandmother's, and then my grandmother makes all the food. So we got double portions for everything. That sounds lovely. But every every Thanksgiving, you know, my mom would have greens or sweet potato pies. Uh-huh. Everybody got that badass aunt who can't cook. That's my, <laughs> that's my mama. <laughs> everybody would be like, no! hey, everybody would be like, who made this? <laughs> Susie made this? Oh, no, we cool. <laughs> so I had to deal with that shit my whole life. My only thing my mom can cook is chicken and rice. That's <laughs> it. That so, fucking sucks, but, but now, but now my wife can cook. So now we bringing pies this year. So I be, I be walking in that bitch all proud, like, yeah, we got pies. Like everybody takes this. Damn, who put their foot in this pie? You be like, yeah, that's me, that's me, my wife. Yep, tell yep. her, baby, tell her how you did it. Yeah, yeah, she can get down to get down. <clears throat> I'm hoping people keep their struggle plates off of uh, social media this year. Thanksgiving, Man. Thanksgiving, and Christmas. Man, but look, look. First of all, you know what? Let's do this. Let's listeners. Let's make a pact. Let's stop putting plates on social media, period. If you didn't pay for the plate, don't put the motherfucker on social media. You know what I hate seeing? Now, this is going to be the bougie part of me. I hate seeing fucking paper plates. I, I know that's bad. I know. <laughs> and you know what? I agree. I totally agree. If, if you, look, if you, you got bad food and then you throw it on top of a terrible ass pl- a paper plate. You can only post a paper plate pic if you're eating outside. So you okay. better be eating that Thanksgiving dinner outside and in the, the food, car. And the food better look fucking amazing. If you got some okay looking food on a paper plate, save that yeah. fucking picture. If you got like some canned corn and some like I don't some like some, some like canned sweet potato pie, I don't want to see it. And some like runny ass uh, cranberry sauce. Go get your it. grandmother's good silverware. Go get a real plate with the little flowers around the rim. <laughs> the little green flowers <laughs> around. Yeah. With the big fork with the gold <laughs> tip. <laughs> Go get a real get you one of them white plate. plates with the mm-hmm. with the gold with the gold trim on it. Yep. Stop fucking around, man. Stop eating out that damn uh, that damn Walmart styrofoam, man. I hate with them, that shit. With them Chipotle forks. <laughs> Say that for the barbecue when it get warm again, man. So also going on this time of year, you know, college basketball starting up. But also my my probably my second favorite basketball high school basketball high school man basketball, okay. don't you miss high school basketball I do I do as far as like do I miss watching it or miss playing it playing it watch man we shit. so fucking removed I can't even remember high school basketball nigga, I remember that shit like it was yesterday nigga <laughs> I remember when I went to Warrensville though we used to have a band at every game a word we came out to the Eye of the Tiger a nigga used to be in middle school dreaming to come out to that <laughs> song <laughs> yeah <laughs> Doing the sway and shit. <laughs> yep, yeah, 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 with all the bass. It's the Eye of the Tiger. Fucking Rocky, Rocky soundtrack playing in the background. So you been keeping track of high school basketball too? Uh, somewhat, man. I keep track of my high school. They didn't do too good this year, but we lost we lost one transfer, but we got a couple of transfers in. It should be looking pretty good. Punk ass shaker. Uh, don't be a hater, my nigga. Hey, Warriors been looking good, bro. Swift got them boys balling. Yeah, the last think it's going D one and shit. Yeah, last couple of years they still ain't got over the hump yet, though. Shout out to though. Brian Swift, man. They probably, they went lightweight far. They actually they actually lost a shaker in the Districts, playoffs. Yeah. Uh, nah, man. What's I, the best? What's the best high school basketball story you got? <laughs> when I got dunked on by Dallas Lauderdale uh, from the Thad Mata oh, <laughs> in a packed house at home. Shit. So it was our when my sophomore and junior year we opened up 
was Solon. Sophomore year was at Solon. Junior year was at home. So junior year, I was a lot stronger. I was competing for more minutes. We Did were you start. You were starting. Junior? I wasn't starting, but I was like I was probably like second or third off the bench, depending on how I went. We I, I felt like I felt like we I felt like we had the better team. Everybody had, who don't know Will Will is six six and a big motherfucker. <laughs> big. I can't jump, but damn it, I'm a I'm a willed big. <laughs> Little bit of skill, whole lot of will, just like my first name. <laughs> so we was real pumped up. I remember I was lifting heavy in the summertime. Oh, I had Solon circled on the calendar, man. You ain't lift shit heavy, dude. I did. <laughs> be real. I was cut. I was like, I was high school cut. You know okay. what I'm saying? I wasn't like doing no push ups at night, but you know, I was I was in the I was in the I was in the gym working on my game, working okay. on my hands. Okay, so yeah. what happened? So you know, I was in the like the day before the game, we was getting teased in the weight room by the football team. Guys lifting in the off season, like they about to blow y'all out. Bank gonna ball out. They gonna cross one of y'all. Dallas gonna dunk on one of y'all. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm on the bench press. Like Psh. Dallas ain't gonna dunk on me. You know, throwing up one, throwing up one thirty five. Since I got down, you know, Dallas ain't gonna dunk on me. Nah, he ain't gonna dunk on me. Because he eventually dunked on a lot of niggas the year before. He kicked somebody in the chest my sophomore year. Yeah, Dallas he kicked them in the chest and made them fall into the pad. Dallas was that 30-year-old nigga on the basketball court when he was in high school. <laughs> Let me tell you something, man. I get in the game, man. So they ran a four-round one. They swinging it around. They basically just trying to get this nigga open for a lot. So what happens is I get caught guarding a nigga on the wrong side. Somehow I ended up somehow I ended up guarding him baseline when I should have been topside in the post. <laughs> they swing it back over the bank. Bink pump fakes, takes one dribble. Of course, my man, his man, his man gets left. Help commits. He throws the lob, and I'm looking. <laughs> Dallas is on like my right side, and I didn't want to jump. I was, I decided to bottom was jumping with this nigga, but this nigga jumped up, sat his ass on my shoulder, and just yammed the ball <laughs> through the basket. And the ball went through the ass basket. The, the ball went through the basket so hard it bounced back into the crowd. And Thad Mata stood up and caught the motherfucker oh. and threw it back in the crowd. That shit was so embarrassing. Oh. And I don't know if you ever played a shaker, but it's loud. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I don't think I played ever played a place that's louder. Like it got loud. Yeah, shaker because the gym the gym is big but it's small. It's small. The yeah. roof the roof is low. Yeah, and we used to come out. We came out to uh, we used to come out to Jeezy. First year, we had, get it. We had a nice sound system. Now we came out the Jeezy. Uh, uh, shit, what was it? Um, and I'm the realest nigga in it. <laughs> man, Cam had uh, shout out my man Cam Thompson. He had a nice iTunes password. He got a clean song. <coughs> and she was lit. I tried to get Cam to come to Orange. <laughs> Not gonna happen. Glad that nigga came to shake my last year, man. But I miss high school basketball, man. What's your best high school basketball memory? Man, I I don't know if I got any like. Like crazy stories. My first two years, I went to Warrensville, so like every day in practice was like the fucking jungle. This is like survival. Yeah, yeah. Of the you got all them dogs playing over there. You got Joe. Yeah, everybody. Corey. Everybody going at it, and then I went to Orange. You got. And when I went to Orange, <laughs> I was never in shape because we never ran. The parents was in the gym every day, it seemed Y'all like. niggas was in there running the three-man weave to Sweet Georgia Brown like the Globetrotters. It was, it was so easy, do, 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 do. It was do, so do, do, do. easy. <laughs> it was so easy, man. It was so easy. But, I mean, I don't have any, like, crazy stories. I got, I got um, when we were in 10th grade, we were playing Heights. Heights came out to 
One, two, three. Fuck Warren's real. Hoji <laughs> went silent. Like, oh shit! These niggas just said fuck Warren's real. Yeah, I've 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 been on the other end of that. Yeah, Corey. But I mean, Corey came out and proceeded to drop ten straight points on their ass and Sheesh. and put it on them. That nigga finished with my fucking sophomore year or Corey's junior year. That nigga averaged thirty ten and ten. That nigga was like God to me, and he used to smoke before every game. You see, that high <laughs> as fuck. It was amazing. I man. couldn't I couldn't fathom how niggas used to get high before the game. Man, and they would go out and ball. It was a nigga I played with named Seaham, man. Seaham and a couple other cats, man. They would smoke before practice. They would smoke before games. Seaham was our defensive stopper. That nigga, it like he had like infinite, infinite lungs, man. Infinite energy, man. Yeah, that shit crazy. Were you a fan of conditioner? No. What was your conditioning like in high school? Mine was terrible. Oh man, fucking at Orange, it was the worst. We didn't touch a ball for like the first two months. It felt like um, at Orange, at Orange, it was no conditioning. Like I was never in shape. Like if if I said my if I said my asthma was kicking in, everybody would just say, "Oh, just go ahead and sit out this suicide." <laughs> oh, you want to miss practice today? It's okay. You remember, you remember a nigga named Shaq and went to Warrensville? Our ninth grade. Yeah, the fat nigga. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not Man. fat nigga. He was an offensive lineman. Man, that nigga gave me some. That nigga gave me some work in my ninth grade year. That was the only time I played Warrensville was on ninth grade. Yeah, Shaq was a was a beast. He was a great younger than us though. I think yeah. that nigga was fucking huge. You remember uh, L from Shaw? Yeah. That nigga threw up on the court when we played. Though. What? <laughs> like, threw up on the court. Little nasty Ooh. nigga threw up on the court. That shit was crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Those are some of the best times of my life, man. I miss those days tremendously. I don't miss practice. I, I, I always hated practice. Best, best who, so who the best ever high school player you played with or you saw? Best ever high school player I played that I played with. Oh, man. I mean, Wimbush is definitely up there because Wimbush was like do everything. He was a pure wing. He was alright. And he had, I mean, he had, I mean, he wasn't mad athletic, but the nigga had game. Yeah, nigga yeah. had skills. He was smooth. He had smooth skills out the ass. Well, the nigga was, he, was all, he was all was, conference in the back, man. He wasn't that damn bad. What was he, 6'6? Six, six? He was a legit 6'6. Six, six, yeah. Long, dumb arms. Uh, best player I played against, it's probably three. Darren Jones? No, I, I, I didn't play against Darren Jones because Darren Jones was a senior when I was a freshman. I was still a freshman senior. The three best dudes that I played against. Was Corey Spates. For sure. Um, Dallas. Nah, just because Dallas just used to jump all the time. That nigga man. Was, so, he was physically overwhelming though. Like when he, he when I stepped on the court, that man. nigga he felt like a motherfucking. He was, that was a grown. He was a grown man from the womb. Definitely Corey Spates. So Corey. Uh, I'm trying to think here, man. It was a couple of. It was it's two other Dave guys. Dave Lighty. I never played against Dave Lottie. Dave Lottie was a fucking beast in high school, though. <clears throat> um, uh, Joey Meyer. Joey Meyer from Manor. That nigga was the original Steph Curry. <laughs> Joey Meyer was like a sophomore. That nigga gave us 40, bro. <laughs> I never played against 40. <laughs> original Steph. The, the first nigga, like, like Reggie Miller's, like, Steph Curry style. And then yeah. they switched that nigga to the point he got a handle. It was over with. <laughs> uh... He he ended up balling at JCU, having a nice little career. I guess the other the next other guy, good guy that I played against it was his cat named it was a cat named Jamar Scales that played at Olmstead Falls. I man. remember him. He yeah. played with Mike Gansey and him in Olmstead Falls. And yeah. That nigga was nice. Yeah, I remember him. I thought he was better than Mike Gansey. Be honest with you, that nigga played in the league. Yeah, he, yeah, Mike Gansey was yeah. He they was all sweet. Mine would be Corey, <clears throat> Joe Davis. Oh, well, first let me talk about Corey. 
Corey was the motherfucking man. Like, from, from jump. He was no doubt. He would shoot the ball, miss the ball, I mean, miss the shot, grab his own rebound, put that bitch back in the hoop, come back, steal the ball, do it all over <laughs> again. Like, he did everything. And he was like, never, he was never like a nigga that would yell at you on the court. He was just out there doing his thing. He didn't care what anybody else was doing. He was going to do his thing regardless. Joe, Joe was the, the second best player because I seen that nigga get. 50 points with no threes. Like, that shit was amazing. It was like, that, nigga Joe had a, that nigga Joe had a crossover <laughs> that would leave you on the ground. And that nigga had a steady jumper, too. Yeah. And he wasn't, but he wasn't, he wasn't all of what? 5'11? Yeah. And he, he could shoot. I mean, he ain't had no threes that game, but he nigga. could shoot like a like too. But then it was this one other dude. I forgot all about him. He went to show his name was uh, Raymond Sawyer. Raymond Sawyer? Yeah, that, that nigga was yeah, nice. Yeah, he was smooth as fuck too. He was big as fuck and smooth as fuck. Yeah. Nigga had real good game. And, man. and and then AAU, I played with Will Thomas. Will Thomas was crazy too. Like that nigga was a nut, but he could just flat out hoop. Will you Thomas, Sh- uh, Shaw, six five point guard. Oh yeah, 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 six five point guard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. black <laughs> black ass nigga. That nigga yeah. had game, man. Yeah. What happened to that nigga, man? Yeah, he got high every game too. Went to West Virginia. That shit ain't work out. Man, man that nigga had game, bro. Yeah. Forgot about Will Thomas ass, man. I, Will Thomas used to give us. Will Thomas one of the niggas that gave me buckets on every level of basketball. I AU played, freshman. I played AU one high. summer with them niggas. I was like, what? What I'm supposed to do? I like, <laughs> I can't bring the ball up like he bringing the ball up. So I would just stand in the corner, stay out the way. Yeah, game was more. What's your favorite place to play at? Ooh. Uh, Warrensville. Warrensville was my favorite. Other with, than with other than band. other than Shaker, other than Heights, because I love playing at Heights. I love playing at a little shitty ass gym. <laughs> yes, if any Cleveland Heights niggas is listening, I got a shitty ass gym. And when they build that new school, like, you still gonna have a shitty ass gym. He <laughs> was playing that little shitty ass gym with the broke down hoops, but it was all closed in and get hot as fuck in there. And they Heights ain't Heights was so fucked up. Heights ain't even had chairs. You had to sit on the bottom bleacher. Oh yeah. So you got all these motherfuckers that over top like, of you. That's like Bedford too. Bedford used to be like that too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Bedford used to be like that too. I like playing at Bedford too because Bedford had the rolling hoops, like I professional like joints. Shit, yeah. I liked it. I got. I got. I used to get. I used to get busy at Bedford. Bedford used to give us work. I remember that shit. So what was the favorite gym though? Favorite. Oh, favorite. Favorite gym is definitely shaking. It's definitely the Raider though, man. Yeah. It's nothing like it. Nothing like that floor. That's the only floor I can get up on. Yeah, when I was at Orange though, they had the nicest fucking gyms. We played in Perry, uh, Barberton had the, the movie Hell theater yeah. seats, but the fucking crowds wasn't the same. Well, actually, West Jogger, the crowd was crazy. One game we had this little black dude on our team. One yeah. game they called him uh, fucking Webster the whole game. Changed <laughs> that shit the whole game. Gary Coleman and Webster the whole game. I like playing at Minner too. I, I love playing at Minner. First of all, the refs used to be cheating like fuck. And Minner, they seats is up high. Like football seats. Uh, so all the sound is just on top of you. So my senior year, when we finally beat Manor twice and we won at Manor for the first time in like 10 years, it was fucking <laughs> Them niggas was silent the entire fucking time. Yeah, but Manor is like the biggest fucking... They not they really not supposed to lose. Like they got a million fucking people in that school. Dog, they got a dog on their team this year. They got this black dude balling for them. What's his name? Uh, I don't know what his name is. I think he transferred in from Euclid. That nigga is a problem. Is he? Yeah, I'm gonna check him out. He gonna get busy, man. You gonna check out some high school games this year? I'm gonna try to. I guess. I mean, I ain't, I ain't watched the high school games since uh, Rosier was in school for real. Shout out my man Rosier doing his thing. He, was, he was nice too. Yeah. Nigga was extra nice. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and wrap it up here, man. You got any final thoughts? Any final words? Nah, man. I actually don't have much to say to, to, today. Oh, you know what? I th- I just thought about something in the middle of this podcast. We never introduced ourselves, like. Like we we made the mistake of assuming everybody knew who we were. If you don't know by now, 
Go back and listen to the older podcast and get a right, get a man. glimpse of who we is, man. Look, man, we passed the point of introduction. All right, all right. Shit, man, we got an established base. Yeah. I think iTunes I don't give us analytics, so I don't. We just gonna assume this motherfucker's listening I to this shit. We I keep hope. doing it. Oh, yeah, definitely. All righty. Uh, all I got is, man. I hope everybody has a safe and happy holiday. If you don't got anywhere to eat, I hope you find somewhere to eat. Hope you find some good people to eat around. And most importantly, man, uh, hope you're around your family. Family's most important. All yeah. of everything. Even these hoes. When the prayers go up, the blessings the come blessings down. The blessings come down. <laughs> we out, y'all.